What's up, Kingdom Real Estate Investors? I'm excited to bring back to you part two of the Brandon Turner recording we did. This was a live recording we did inside of our Kingdom REI community. And what I love about this episode is that Brandon really get, lays out a blueprint about how to actually achieve, get what you want out of life and not just kind of wander through it hoping you get somewhere. But he literally lays out a, a blueprint, a formula that I think is really simple and anyone can follow to, to get more, uh, to get actually what you want. And so I think you're going to find this really, really helpful. Probably something you're going to want to come back to over and over again, even maybe every quarter as you're setting rocks, you're setting goals. And so really excited to give you part two of this. And hey, last thing, if you're if you're serious about leveling up, you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you want to get surrounded by the King Mariah community, I have a special opportunity. It's our mastermind coming up in San Diego, California, November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd. And if you want to surround yourself with like-minded kingdom real estate investors from all over the country and you want to find folks to do deals with, to partner up with, for lending, for deal finding, I want to invite you to come check out our mastermind event. This is a one-time event we do annually. And if you're interested, go to oneconnectionaway.com forward slash 2023 mastermind. And listen, guys, this is not a conference, okay? This is not something you just sit in a chair for three days and listen to people talk. No, this is a mastermind event where we... In the mornings, we have sessions where we actually connect and collaborate and talk about deals and talk about personal development and talk about faith. And in the afternoons, we actually have time to network and we're going to be doing this in a beautiful resort in San Diego, California. And so it's priced that way because it's for a particular person who's who's really serious about investing in themselves, investing in their business. And so if you want to join us, go to oneconnectionaway.com forward slash 2023 mastermind or check out the, the, the link in the show notes. And we'd love to see you in San Diego, California. Okay, let's get into the show. Uh, first of all, it starts with having a vision for your life. But what I like to I like to say is I don't want to set a vision and I don't want to set goals based on what I want. You know, I can set goals based on what I want, but the problem with that is like what I want changes and what I want doesn't actually dictate my, like doesn't necessarily dictate my future. Uh, example of that would be, Hey, I want to make a million dollars. Well, why? Like, what does that have to do with anything to make a million dollars? So I do something called identity-based goal setting. Identity-based goal setting is a concept where, uh, that I, I talk a lot about where it says not what do I want, but who do I want to become? Uh, who do I want to become? O or in a more Christian, in a more Christian world of like, who does God want me to become? Like, and I think that's a much more powerful question. Once you define what that is, and, and there's some techniques around like the wheel of life, which I like to kind of go through is like, you look at all the areas of your life and rate it on a scale of one to 10. How do I feel like I'm doing there? So you can kind of get an idea. And I do it every quarter. I say like, where am I at? Like, is my marriage doing well? Is my fitness doing okay? Like, where am I struggling? Because it's really hard to have all 10, you know, five to 10 areas of your life, however you want to categorize them. It's hard to have them all even. I mean, they're constantly fluctuating, right? You put a lot of emphasis in your marriage and then maybe your health struggles. And then you put a lot of emphasis in working out and then maybe your business struggles. It's hard to be perfect. And so, you know, uh, Jay Papazan uh, in The One Thing and Gary Keller, they have this great line that says, there is no such thing as work-life balance. It's work-life balancing. There's no such thing as a perfect life, uh, at least not on this side of heaven. The idea is we can have a better life. We can have an improving life by always paying attention to where we're at. So I've got that idea of identity-based goal setting. Who do I want to become? I move from identity-based goal setting down to then an annual goal. I don't actually like annual goals, but I'll explain why I still have it here in a second. Is I need to have, I need to know where I'm going. So let me tell a quick story. Uh, I did a triathlon last year where I, uh, 
I had two weeks to prepare for it. Now it wasn't the whole try. I was doing it. It was a relay and my friends. So somebody does the run, somebody does the bike and somebody does the swim uh, in a relay. And I had done a triathlon like five years ago. So at least I kind of knew what it was and how, how it kind of worked. And so two weeks before the event, my friend calls me. He's like, Hey man, our swimmer just backed out. Can you jump in and, and pinch hit for, for us? And I was like, well, I haven't swam since the last time I did a triathlon. I was like, no, no possible way. And uh, he's like, you know, please. And I'm like, okay, I'm a people pleaser. So fine, I'll do it. So I have two weeks to prepare. I get in the water one time to swim, to practice for this thing uh, beforehand. And it was miserable. It was a horrible, I did swim for like 30 minutes. And I'm supposed to, you know, my time I figured would be about 60 minutes to do the swim. I swam for 30 and it was miserable, but I just had no time. I was in the middle of a big launch uh, of doing some stuff for bigger pockets. And I'm like, well, whatever. Couldn't do it. So I get to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where the event is, and I get in the water. The, the, the event starts, swimming's the first one. I get in the water, and there's these big inflatable buoys every 100 yards, all the way down, out about a half a mile, a little over half a mile, and then all the way back. And so the goal is you swim all the way down, past all the buoys, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, or whatever it is. You go around the last buoy, and you come back. All right, so I get in the water. Uh, actually, let me, let me backtrack 30, uh, 30 minutes. Right before getting into the water, my partner, who's the guy doing the run, Brian Murray, he's actually my business partner in real estate. He runs Open Door Capital with me. Brian and I are just chatting and I say, yeah, you know, I'll be fine. You know, I, I, I'll be fine. I mean, it's going to suck, but I'll get through it. And I said the line, I don't even kick when I swim. Like, I don't even kick when I swim. And he looks at me and he goes, well, maybe you should kick. <laughs> maybe you'd get done a little faster. And I was like, sort of internalizing that, like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I probably should kick. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Uh, I don't know why I don't kick. I just tend to only use my arms, but you know, stupid me, I'm not kicking. So I should probably do that. So I get in the water and I'm going and I'm swimming as hard as I can. I'm kicking and 15 seconds in, I realize I have a serious problem. I can't breathe. Like I can't even stick my face in the water for one second to like do the arm thing. And all of a sudden I'm out of breath and I start panicking and I'm like, okay, this sucks. I'm like, I got to go 1.2 miles. And I can't even go like a little bit. So I'm like, okay, stop focusing on the goal, Brandon. Stop focusing on the 1.2. Instead, just focus on uh, the next buoy. Just focus on the next buoy. And so I'm like, okay, I'm breathing, I'm kicking, I'm swimming. And there's the buoy and I'm still, I'm, I'm dying. Like, I'm like, I literally am thinking the whole time, like I, I might have to give up. I might have to let my whole team down and they won't even get to finish the race at all. Cause if I back out, they can't even finish. And I'm just like, okay, just make it to the first buoy. Make it to the first buoy. And I finally get there. And I just have to like stop in the water and like tread water. And I look over and there's like 85-year-old grandma, you know, 450 pounds is like passing me, just like just swimming right by me. And I'm like, oh, am I not able to swim anymore? I used to be able to do this. And I can't figure it out. So I, then I, I go a little to the next buoy and I'm like, focus on the buoy, focus on the buoy. And I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. I finally get there. I end up going to my back for a while. Anyway. 30 minutes in, maybe 40 minutes in. I think I'm like almost like, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes in. I finally get to the end. Now there's a limit. You can't go over. I think it's an hour 15 or hour 20. Like you're disqualified at a certain point. So now I'm sitting there going, shoot, I might like disqualify myself because I just can't swim. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do it anyway. I'm just going to go back to what I know. I'm going to stop kicking and I'm just going to focus on very, very simple rhythm. Arm, 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 breath. No kicking. I'm going to go back to what I know works. Arm, 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 breath, arm, 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 breath, arm, 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 breath. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm passing grandma. 
And I'm like flying past grandma and then I'm flying past other people. And I was like Superman in the water. I felt so cool. And I'm just buzzing because I'm uh, arm, 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 breath, arm, 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 breath. I wasn't focused on the 1.2 miles. I wasn't focused on the buoy. I was focused on the rhythm and I start flying. And now I'm having a great time. In fact, my mind's freed up. I'm thinking about how I'm going to turn this into a speech someday. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Uh, and then I look up and I'm about 200 yards in the wrong direction. Like I just somehow just turned with my arm, arm, arm breath. And I'm way off course. And I was like, huh, shoot. So then I, I see the buoys. I go back to the buoy. And then I realize it is arm, arm, arm breath. But it's arm, arm, arm breath. Where's the buoy? Arm, 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 breath, arm, 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 breath, arm, 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 breath, where's the buoy? And then I just fly down the end and I end the thing at like 48 minutes. Like it was literally like 35 to get down and like 15 back. If I would have been doing that the whole time, I would have probably set a record for my for my age. It was, it was nuts. Uh, and anyway, we ended up, you know, I ended up finishing the thing uh, and my teammates went, they were shocked. They weren't even ready to get like, to do the next le level of the, race because they had no they there was no thought that i would get done anytime that soon all right why do i tell this very long story <laughs> because what i realized is it's not about the end goal you have to have an end goal you have to have that vision for your life the destination but if you just focus on that you're never going to know what to do and you're going to get overwhelmed you're going to drown so instead i then i wanted to focus on the the buoys like maybe the annual goals or even the quarterly goals like the annual goal i could call getting to the end and that didn't help Maybe quarterly goals, which we'll talk about, are like the buoys. They're important to see. If you don't focus on the annual and the quarterly, you're going to go way off track. And so you have to look up once in a while and know where you're going. But the magic, and you can write this down, the magic is in the rhythm. The magic is in the arm, 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 breath. And so I just started applying that to my life. And this is really like my methodology. The Better Life methodology is have an identity-based vision for your life. Who do you want to become? What does that look like this year for an annual goal? Take that to a quarterly idea. What does that look like this quarter? Now, you know, this, uh, we use EOS. So the entrepreneur operating system from the book Traction, and they're really big on this. What's your quarterly rock or your quarterly goal? And I line that up. I, I'm a big vision guy. So when I talk about my companies, I lay out a very clear vision for where we're headed. This is how many employees we're going to have. This is what, how much income we're going to make. Here's how we're going to do it. And I lay out a very clear vision. That's the end. That's the the end of the race. I then have I help people establish quarterly goals. So we've got the benchmarks along the way. But then the real magic for my teams are in the rhythm. What do we do every single week? And it's not just work either. What do we do every single day? In fact, write this quote down. You get the results of what you repeatedly do. You get the results of what you repeatedly do. It's you know, I've often heard it said you are what you repeatedly do, but I don't like that. Uh, and I don't think it's true. You are, I, I think you are what those who say you are. Uh, I, you are what those who love you most say you are. You're not what you do. You are what those who love you most say you are. So you could say you're a good father, but if your kids don't say you're a good father, then you're not a good father. Uh, you know, and there's some, obviously, you know, if your kids are dirtbags and they just don't like that, you're, you're a good parent, whatever. But if they deep down, they believe that, right? If you, if you think you're a good husband or a good wife and your spouse thinks you're terrible, well, guess what? You're probably not a good spouse. So you get the results of what you repeatedly do. So what is the rhythm in your life? And that in, it's everything from date nights with your spouse. Like if you want to improve your marriage, what is the rhythm that gives you a better marriage? What is the rhythm that gives you better health? 
What is the rhythm that gives you, that makes you a better dad or better mom? What is the rhythm that helps you buy more real estate? Now I transferred this whole concept to my team and we, we run it very specifically. Like everybody in the team has uh, both vision, they have annual goals, they have quarterly goals, and they have a rhythm. They have the weekly things that they measure and they track. It could be number of offers submitted, it could be number of deals analyzed, it could be the number of phone calls that come in on properties. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different lead me uh, metrics, lead metrics, which can lead to the lag, the LAG, lag or the results. And so we focus very heavily on the lead measures. We track them. So it's not enough just to have them. We have to track them. And then we add an accountability around them. Uh, and so I do this in my personal life. I mean, this is what the, the whole tribe I built, the nonprofit, this is what we do in it. Every week we meet with a group of a pod. I have like three people in my pod. We meet together every week and we say, hey, this is where I'm headed. It's my, my vision for my life. This is my quarterly goal. I usually skip the annual part because I just don't care that much about annual. So because it's, it's designed to like keep you on track for the for the long term, but it doesn't actually matter that much. Too far away to care about. So I care about the quarterly. Uh, here's where we're headed this quarter, and then I tell my group this week I said I was going to do X Y Z. Did I do it? No. And then I track it. And I actually gamify it. And this is probably one of my favorite things to do. You can accomplish anything in life with just this like thirty second practice. You ready for it? 30 second practice. Well, five minutes every Sunday, 30 seconds every day. So every Sunday, I want you to write down five to 10 of those actions, those lead measures, those habits or constraints. It could be a constraint. Like I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to drink alcohol five days a week or whatever the number is. I'm not going to complain. I mean, that's a little bit loose and loosey goosey, but you know, maybe that's your thing. I'm not going to, or I'm going to and you write all those down and then you write down your target number for the week. So I have on my I have on my list, my habit tracker, I have dates with my wife, two. The goal is two times every week where we are out somewhere together alone. Then I have gym. Did I get to the gym three times? Did I do some other fitness two times? Did I meet with my VPs, you know, four times? Like, you know, I have four of them, let's say. I did meet with them four times. So I have all my lead measures, all my Dr. Oz cuts, the things that I actually have to do. You know, you can't always outsource everything. You can't outsource your push-ups. So there's things that I have to do. I have nine of them actually right now. And I have a number next to each one, which is my goal for the week. So that takes five minutes every Sunday. I just rewrite them down. I write down my three goals for the quarter. And then I write down the nine things that I'm tracking. And then 30 seconds every morning, all I do is I grab my, my notebook, and I simply check, did I do it yesterday or did I not do it? Did I wake up by 6.05? Yes, check. Did I not? Dash. That's it. Then the following you know, Sunday, I just add it all up. I said, hey, I said I was going to do two dates with my wife. I did one. Great, one. Uh, I said I was going to go to the gym three times. I went four times. Great, four. And now at the end of the week, what am I left with? I'm left with a score, a percentage. So if a perfect week, if I've defined actions that lead, these actions lead to my quarterly goal being accomplished, my quarterly goal lines up to an annual goal, which lines up to a vision for my life, which I have looked at and decided that is the most important thing. So now we are all in alignment of intentionality. Everything from who I want to be down to the very thing I do every single morning is all in one row. And if I had a perfect week, I'd have a score right now, it's 42. A perfect week for me would be 42. At the end of the week, I add that up. 
I'll tell you what, you guys, I rarely hit above a C plus. Like I'm usually sitting there. Like I told you, I'm not good at this stuff. I'm lazy. I'm, uh, I'm unmotivated sometimes, but you know what? Tracking it helps dramatically. And then the last thing I do is I add the accountability. So now I have somebody else. I have this pod. I have a group. You can do it with a friend. You can do it with a spouse. You can do it with a buddy. You can do it with a small group. You can do it with this group. I have, I, I go there and I say, this was my score last week. Hey, I'm here's my three goals. Last week I said I was going to do this and I didn't, or I did. And then my score is this. And then I say, here's why my score is this way. I struggled here or I did really well here. And then my, uh, my buddies have the ability to ask me questions. And this is super important. When we meet in a pod, I'd recommend you, you trying to adopt this philosophy. When you meet in a pod of any kind, if you have a small group, whatever, institute a no advice rule. No advice rule whatsoever can be given on that pod. This is magic because if I, if my, if I were to say, hey, I said I was going to go on dates with my wife and I didn't, I didn't do any last week. My buddies are going to be like, I mean, they could be like, well, Brandon, here's what you got to do. You just need to put it in your calendar, man. And then you're going to actually get it done. You need to call up a babysitter, get it scheduled ahead of time, and then you're going to do it. And I would nod and say, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I wouldn't do it because that's how humans operate. When somebody tells you how to do something, you remember being a kid, right? Your parents tell you to do something. You just don't want to do it. What's the magic? How do you get somebody to actually do it? How do I actually do it? I have to come up with the idea on my own. So we have a no advice rule. You can only ask questions. So my buddies can be like, hey, so what got in the way this week of your uh, date with your wife? And I'd be like, well, you know, I just, I didn't, I just didn't have a babysitter. Okay. Well, why didn't you have a babysitter? Well, because my nanny was out of town and, you know, she could, she, you know, she was on vacation. Okay. Uh, when's the next time she's going on vacation? Oh, all of a sudden I start thinking of that, right? Or what could you do instead? Do you have any other babysitters lined up? What other options do you have, Brandon? What could you have done differently? And all of a sudden I start thinking and I start coming up with a solution. And now next time, next week or next time, I'm going to do better because I came up with it because I'm the hero of my story, right? Like I, like I need to be the hero of my story in order to affect change. You need to be the hero of your story to affect change in your life. You can't let somebody else come in and be the hero of your story. Uh, and uh, that's, that's how I do it. So by, by having the vision, which is based on identity, Lining that to an annual goal, to a quarterly goal, to weekly tracking, which takes five minutes on a Sunday and 30 seconds every day. Uh, and then adding in the accountability on that is just this magic cycle. Uh, and I have one more piece of it. I just call it continual improvement. And I like this idea of like, I'm always getting better. I'm always looking at my last week and saying, what can I do better next week? How do I improve this? I'm always educating myself on new things. That's continual improvement. I'm attending masterminds like this. I'm going into small groups. I'm paying for it when I need to. And I'm trying to continually improve. And that is how I have hacked my life. So between that system and hiring other people to do things for me, I tend to just get things done. And the things that I do get done, because I'm forced to, because there's a body on the table with the knife sitting next to it, those things are very, very high impact things. Those things are things that make me 5000 or $10,000 or $100,000. And so the more of those I can line up, uh, the better. And I can actually work less hours, fewer hours. I can work on more impactful stuff and put food on the table for a lot of other people. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you are a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the kingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me, in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.